All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. One, two, three. That was for you, Mike. <laughs> the slate. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do it. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. Who gives a fuck? I don't care if personally kick Candace Owens and her stinky cray cray. No good thing starts with I was thinking about my ex. He ain't learned his lesson. That's a brother ain't gonna learn shit. I know this is gonna be up by you and I don't care. Let's keep this shit funky. <laughs> <laughs> what's poppin', what's cracking, what's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of the Unpopular Opinion Show. I go by the name of T Storm, and as with, with me as always, my partner in crime, my brother DJ Mike Swift. What's that, fam? What's going on, brother? Just another day that the Lord has kept me. <laughs> that's a that's an old Negro spiritual. Folks from Kojic know that song. Just another day that the Lord has kept me. I, I'm not a singer at all, but I I, I distinctly remember. It. Hearing that and believing this is must this may be what our ancestors sang at the end of the week of picking cotton all game week. Just another yeah, day. Yeah, and that's it is is that was the acceptable version for the um the owners. The version that they sang in the cabins was just an a just another day that the Lord kept me from choking a motherfucker out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he kept me from killing your ass. Woo! <laughs> Where my mind stayed on Jesus. <laughs> Just another day. Oh man, how was your week? Uh, my week was okay, man. I, I I did the day job Monday and Tuesday. Took Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off. Nice. And I keep you not. I spent three days solid in editing. Hmm. Um, because I'm. I'm behind. So if you're if you're going up to on the YouTube page and you're watching the videos uh, of the podcast that, that's coming up, uh, you'll notice that we're talking about stuff that's like two weeks old, <laughs> two weeks old, maybe three. It's because I'm super behind on editing. Uh, but after this past week, I, I I'm not caught up, but I'm mostly caught up. And uh and and a, and a little treat which at the airing of this, you've probably seen already. So we do an after show. We do a show, we do an after show, but then there's like maybe 20 or 30 minutes of stuff that happens before the show. So I, I pulled a few clips and I'm going to call them before the show. Got it. And we'll put it up. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh God. That's <laughs> when we, okay. So quick disclaimer, if I've said anything that may be slightly offensive, yeah, and but I didn't know we was recording. <laughs> well, I, I will say this: so before uh, the show and the after show are generally unedited, mm. right? It's we are live to tape. We hit go, and whatever comes out is what it is. True. Before the show, highly edited. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few jokes that it was one joke. It was the bag of dicks joke. You remember that joke? <laughs> yeah. I had to edit out about four minutes of the bag of dicks joke because <laughs> because the alphabet community would murder us. Oh so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, it was. It might have been bad. It was. It might have been bad. Funny. And look, but I'm bad. Still, I'm still not 100 percent um um convinced that I'm actually gonna post it. Oh, okay. Okay, it's okay. It's funny, but it's, it is it's bad. It's a por- bad. I, a, a portion I of it, it about five times, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know." <laughs> a portion of the joke is um in the audio version, so it's so it's it's the audio version of the podcast again on our on our website unpoppinshow.com. Um, there's the video, and then there's the podcast, which is the audio version of the podcast. And there's some things. I mean, you'll hear you you'll hear on the audio version, um that you won't hear on the video version and vice versa. So, you know, Hey, what you pick your poison, whichever you want to go with. And if you hear something, we may, we may cue you to go listen to the audio. So, because there's certain things that won't make it to video. So it is what it is. Cause our friends at YouTube can be, um, you know, they can be a bit strict. So we have a little We're more. Snickety. Yeah. We have a little more control on the audio side. So it is what it is. Speaking of audio, I want to jump right to it because there All was right. um, <laughs> there was a um, an incident in which a I don't know I don't know what he was I'm not sure what his um, he's an announcer at a high school basketball high school basketball girls girls high school basketball game. Um, and during the national anthem, the girls took a knee, right? And this announcer called them niggas on an open mic. I have not heard this. I'm excited to hear this. I have the audio. Now, it's a bit edited and a bit jumbled, but listen... And see if you can make it out. I mean, they actually edit, they beep out when he says what he says. But but listen, you can hear him talking bad about them. The national anthem, ladies and gentlemen. They're kneeling, fuck them niggas, is what he said. Yeah. You hear that? He first he started with, oh shit. Yep. <laughs> I've said it on the show before. I will say it again. For some reason, racism is just funny to me. It's funny. I mean, thank you. I don't, what, what is his name? The, Matt Rowan, o, owner of. OSPN, the live streaming platform that broadcasts last week's game, told the Frontier in a phone interview that he was not the person heard making the racist comments. But hours later, in a statement from his attorney, Rowan admitted it was him. Quote, I made inappropriate and racist comments believing that the microphone was off. However, let me state immediately that is no excuse. Such comments should have never been uttered, Rowan said in his statement. Okay. Taking ownership. Got it. He goes on. Rowan also blamed his comments on having type 1 diabetes. Quote, I will state I suffer from type 1 diabetes and during the game my sugar was spiking, Rowan said. Quote, 
I while I will not while not excusing my remarks, it is not unusual when my sugar spikes and I become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. Unquote. I yeah, that is fantastic. I like to know that he got type one diabetes. He got type N one diabetes because apparently. When his sugar get low, he can't stand niggas. Like, and he says it. Like, that's. <laughs> Thoughts. You know, you you sent this story to me earlier in the week. And I, I it, when you started talking about it just now, I didn't realize it was the same story. I think, think the funniest thing about this story was your comment that you sent to me in the text. <laughs> and it was, uh. It's another way that diabetes is affecting the black community. Yes. That I laughed at that shit for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, diabetes, te- it tears up the black community. Here's another way it does so. This man gets diabetes and he's going to call you a nigga. It's just what it is. I would, love to, I would love to intellectualize this. I would love to to have some some intelligent take on it. You know, I, I got nothing, right? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, he was like, fuck them niggas, right? Like, it's just, okay, you know, uh, <laughs> oh. thank you for sharing your feelings, fella. They're, they're taking a knee? <laughs> fuck them niggas. Oh, this thing on? <laughs> it's my diabetes. It's my diabetes. It's, I, I, I didn't know what I was saying. My dog is sick. Uh, my, my dog is sick. Uh, I'm hungry. Um, I got a headache. My toe hurt. That, that's the reason why. No. Yeah. First, he pulled a shaggy on him, though. It wasn't me. Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you heard my. I know you heard my voice. I know you heard my voice, but you can't believe your ears. That wasn't me. It wasn't me. That's, wasn't no. me. Why would I? You know. Then it's. I was hungry. <laughs> my sugar. My sugar was spiking. Come. on. Oh, that is hilarious! That's funny. That's just funny. Um, that that sugar shit ain't gonna save him. He's oh, he fine. got the he got the sugar. Yeah, that's my sugar spiking. <laughs> I wonder what else would that work? Would that would that work if it were anything else? Cheated on my wife. Hell no. Cheated on my wife because my sugar was spiking. No, no, that doesn't that doesn't work. I robbed the bank because my sugar was spiking. No. No. no, no, I slapped the shit out. No, of I slapped the shit out of him because my sugar was spiking. N- no, <laughs> my sugar was spiking. It just makes me lash out. No, no, yeah, no, no. That's 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 funny. I, I safe to say he he's um he he he'll be out of a network because <laughs> it's his shit. Good, it's his shit. Good for him. Yeah. Did you did you read the story about the Georgetown law professor on the Zoom call? She was talking about her black students. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so if, Yeah, that's ooh, that's another one. <laughs> so but I don't think that one is that bad. What? Um so let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's let's play let's play the video. I got the video. Okay. I got it racked. Um Oh, I didn't do the sound. I do that every time. Stop. 
Start over. Share sound. All right. So we got it, Rack. Let's go full screen so we can get the full experience. Yeah. They were yeah. a bit jumbled. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best way I can put it. It's like, okay, let me reason through that, what you just said. Yeah, right. unfortunately. And you know what? I hate to say this. I end up having this, you know, angst every semester that a lot of my lower ones are blacks. <laughs> Happens almost every semester. And it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> you know. Get some really good ones, but they're also usually some that are just plain at the bottom. It drives me crazy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel bad. They were all right. So I feel bad. No, you don't. I think she. I think she does actually. Right? Because this. All right. Let's 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 give it some context. She's a law professor at Georgetown University. Um, people are tripping on her about that video. Uh, some people are calling it racist. They are demanding that she gets fired. Mm. Um, I, I can see that. Uh, the Georgetown Black Law Students Association says the professor is Sandra Sellers is her name. Uh, and she should be fired for, quote, blatant and shameless racism. <clears throat> uh, what else in here is 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 of importance? Uh, Georgetown, they're investigating, and uh, the dean, Bill Trainer, says the video is, quote, abhorrent and reprehensible. Uh, Professor Anthony Cook, who also teaches law at Georgetown, says Sellers needs to, quote, wake up and realize uh, why her comments promote white supremacy. Okay, so I don't think it was blatant racism. No. I think it lends itself to quite a bit of interpretation on whether it's racist or not. If if her experience in her class for 20 years, however long she's been doing it, is that statistically the black students uh, rank at the bottom of the class, is it racist for her saying it? She should just not state that fact. I don't think that's what she was saying, though. Because... For that matter, there are bad white students, but that's not what she said. There are bad students in my class. She said most of them are black. Correct. The majority so of she them. Sta- are- so if, yeah. if it's 30 students in the class and 15 of them, and I'm just picking numbers, if 15 of them are, are the poor or students in the class, 15 of them are black, is it racist to state that as a fact? Okay. A little more context. One, if that was the case, maybe, maybe not. But again, you have to, that's, that's going into her psyche. Chances are 15 out of 30 students in her class are not black. It's probably far less, more like five, if that many. And maybe two or three of the five are not doing so well. Is that most of your black students? Well, but that, that's an assumption, right? That's, a, that's an assumption we're making based on facts not presented. Mm-hmm. All we can go by is the facts that she presents that says the majority of the students in my class who perform poorly are black. If we believe her statement to be true, right, then that's not racist. That's just a fact. And in fact, 
I think it's more racist to not say it, to just gloss it over, pass them on to it's maybe it's not more racist, but it's certainly more harmful. Okay. Let me say that it's more harmful. I'd acknowledge the fact to not try to address it, to just pass them on into life without saying, hey, dude, you're, you're performing poorly. You, you know, you need to step up your game. I think that's more harmful than 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 coming out and saying, hey, you fucking up. I don't know. It's it's know. see, it's, that's where. It's not always what you say; it's how you say it. And uh, what I got from her was, try, you know, her attempting to tap dance around sounding racist, even though she may actually, you know, in her mind, it's like these blacks fuck them niggas. In her mind, you know what I'm saying? You just don't. You, you, it's hard. It's uh, the nuances of how you say stuff is is where I'm is what I'm getting at. So I think the thing that triggered people about her it was her mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Because the words that she said were not racism. It was the look on her face, which she kind of did like that. And, you know, so her mannerisms were a little bit condescending. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll give her condescending. Um, but not, yeah, I just, I did not see racist in that. I didn't, I, you know. And 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 what I tried to do was kind of flip it around, right? So to your point, she t- she was trying to tap dance around it. Yes, I think she was absolutely trying to tap dance around it because of the times that we live in. Mm-hmm. So if I flip it around and I and I say, um, the majority of women that I have experienced or dated in my lifetime were gold digging sluts. It sounds horrible because I said women gold digging and sluts all in the same sentence. But if it's true, does it make me a sexist? If I'm, if I'm saying a fact, does it make me a sexist? That lends to your experience. I, I, it's hard to, you know what I mean? But again, it goes to what you consider gold digging sluts. Fair enough. So if she had have said, the majority of black students who go into law school period underperform, then I would say that's racist because she doesn't have the experience to say all of them. She hasn't dealt with all of them. Right. If she said all black students in general underperform, I would say that's racist. But what she said was the black students in my class, the papers that I've graded, the, 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 the projects they've worked on numerically, factually, They've underperformed. Okay, and fair point. But see, this all of this, all of this lends to the conversation about racism in this country as a whole, because a lot of it is not blatant. Fuck them niggas, like what we just heard. You know, the dude on the tape, the the the, the basketball announcer do. A lot of it is not that. A lot of it is a way more nuanced and kind of slick and sly, and you know dancing with your words but in in the back of your you know but you know in their mind they mean something way more harmful than how they're saying it you get what i'm saying and that's you know what I'm saying? and that's, that's that's the issue that's the issue i see with it because a lot of times racism is not it's not just that blatant no i'm not going to give you this loan cuz you black they'll come up with some other reasons no well you know because you know uh whatever i don't know i i, I don't i don't 
I'm, I don't have experience on that one. I'm just saying it's a lot more nuanced and a lot slicker that people experience. And you, it's like, you know, the shit ain't right, but you can't exactly point it out. And it's done like that on purpose. So if you can't say, and they can go, no, I'm, what I said wasn't racist. It's, it's, you know, it's, def- it's facts. It's, you know, whatever. It's uh, statistics. It's this, it's that or whatever. As, I think that's what lends to that that lends to the conversation about racism in general, how it really is. So I try to live by um, what's done in the dark will come to light. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only hide your true intention for so long, right? So that little clandestine kind of thing, mm-hmm. that's cool. I look at patterns of behavior over time. And if your patterns of behavior over time don't line up with the clandestine bullshit you're saying, mm-hmm. then I say, gotcha, you're a racist. That's but a- to take a 40-second clip mm-hmm. of somebody stating a fact and to assign to them racism, I have to deal with it nuanced. And I have to deal with it nuanced on both sides. I have to say, maybe she is a racist or maybe she's not. I, th- I think of it like how if a dude is labeled creepy, pervert, um, touchy, gropey, whatever, just the allegation in and of itself can ruin a person. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of deal with those things with a, with a bit of nuance and, and fairness. Um, show me the proof. Show me the facts kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It can't be based on how I feel about it. So I deal with racism kind of the same way. Um, now, I will point out, this was a private conversation between her and him. She had no, um, well, no she had a full expectation of privacy. Mm-hmm. So if she was a flaming, blatant racist, wouldn't she have been on that call saying, them dumb niggas in my class, man, I can't stand them niggas, right? Like, why would she tap dance if she didn't, if it was... I mean, the other side of it, I, I think the other side of it is you don't have to say niggas to be racist. Fair enough. You don't have to say that. Like, that goes back to what I said. It's, it's, it's usually not just blatant, hit you over the top of the head, come here, darky. You know what I'm saying? Type of racism. It's the nuanced, slick, new millennium type racism that that really you know, fucks with you. And like I said, you, you hear what you hear. And you've been on this earth long enough. You know, when somebody implies something racist and, but didn't quite go all the way over the line, didn't actually say it verbatim, but you know, case in point, um, some years ago in New York city, again, New York city, the unracist city of the country, very racist, just as racist as the rest of the country. Just it's more hidden, right? In any case, um, I worked in New York City at a radio station. I won't say the company. Um, and walking in the lobby to go in the lobby um, to make it past, they, we have these security turnstiles that you either have you have to go check in with security, and they will call upstairs and verify you show your ID and verify who you are, where you're going, and they issue you a temporary badge that you would, they would either 
buzz you in or, 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 you know, they will buzz you in to get, to get through, right? Or, or you, um, flash it and it opens the turnstile. One of those. Or if you worked there, you had a badge, you swiped in and walked in. Okay. So I'm, I'm just trying to establishing the norm, security protocols at this company that I worked at. So I worked there. The radio station was on, I forget which floor it was, but we had to, to make it to the studios. The, the station was spread out over two floors. The studios were on one, on one floor. The other parts of the office and receptionist was on another floor. But to get to the studios, you had to punch in a code before you hit the, um, hit the floor, the floor that you was going on. Otherwise, you won't make it there. And you, you couldn't do it while somebody else was pressing the floor on the other side of the elevator. So I had usually when I got on the elevator, I learned to let everybody punch in their floor, and then I punch in my code in the floor so I can go up. This particular day, after I've come through security with my badge, I'm on the elevator. Everyone else punched in their code. This other woman, white woman, punched in the code to get to the floor, same floor we was going. I was going to. I was like, okay, we're already there. So cool. Everyone else gets off the elevator. We approach our floor and we get off the elevator, and she immediately starts to question me. You work here? And I recognized it right away. Yeah. Do you? So I flipped it on. I'm like, do you? By this time, we're walking the same direction. I badged in, opened the door for her, and walked in. She goes, yeah. I said, oh, really? Where? Now I'm, I'm questioning her. I work at such and such station. Oh, oh, really? What do you do? Like, you know, now she's embarrassed and walking away from me. Because we're walking down the hallway, and they had to split off and had to go. She went to her corridor. I went to my corridor. And I laughed it off, but it pissed me off. Because why would you pretend to be security now? Knowing that everyone comes through the same protocol, whether whether I was a visitor or not. I just came through security just like you did. Who are you? She assumed that I didn't belong. And I immediately recognized it from the first question. Is this your floor? You know, you work here, whatever, you know. Yeah, is it your? You, you work here? Yeah, where? Oh, yeah, what you do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm... So in any case, all that to say, while she didn't say, hey, nigga, do you belong on this floor? I heard that. Right. Patrice O'Neill does in it. I, I I hate to bring him up now, sound like a crazy fanboy, but he does a he 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 was he did a, a bit about it. Uh uh the the new racism. Uh and it was somebody asked him about his dog. He was he had because he had he was known for his little dogs. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a big Rottweiler. He's a huge man. If you've never seen him, uh six foot four, six foot five, three hundred pounds, two hundred plus pounds, yeah. big guy, yeah. but he'd have these little bitty dogs. And he was, I think he said he was in the um, pet store with the dog and this old white guy came up to him and said, um, hey, you know, it's a cute dog. You know, you're treating him good. And he immediately saw that as racist. He was like, motherfucker, you think because I'm a black dude, I'm hurting my dogs. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> I'll link to it so you can hear it. But um, no, I I hear you. Right. So that kind of is what it is. Someone could easily say it was racist. Someone could say it wasn't, right? It could say she was stepping out of line being security. But I guess my point was if she was on a call with a person that she trusted and and she had full expectation of privacy, I feel like if she were a racist, 
what she said and how she said it would have been more inflammatory because she did she wouldn't she wouldn't have held back she might not have said you know these crazy niggas but she'd be like oh my god these fucking black people mm-hmm. like <laughs> sometimes i feel like all of them are dumb like you know I, I think she would have been a little bit more relaxed i don't know she it could come out because again like i said before i like to look at the the breadth of a person's experience right like over time. So if we look at her track record over time, if she shows favoritism to the white students, mm-hmm. if she um, uh, grades harsher on the students of color, not even just the black ones, like the Latin and, and Asian students. Mm-hmm. If we look at all of these things and put them together, then I'm like, racist. Right. But I just don't think it's enough information here, 44 seconds. And honestly, I haven't even seen the whole conversation. I would like to see the whole conversation. Like, how did they get into talking about it? What was the impetus of the statement? What was said afterwards? Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think just to be like, you're fired is, I think we need to goddamn slow down a little bit just across the board. Yeah. But also recognize you, you recognize what you recognize. And call it out, right? Yeah. Like, if you feel like it is what it is, then say, hey, uh, yo, excuse me. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that's some racist shit. Yeah. And then give them an opportunity to speak to it or not speak to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was a very interesting bit video. Maybe in the next few days, she'll be backpedaling and, and saying something like our girl, Stacy dash, uh, who's backpedaling right now. <laughs> oh, he loves Stacy. Dash. first of all, let me just, I, I am a fan of Stacy dash. Uh, pre Trump. That's just, she still looks good, you know. She's st- still a beautiful. I'm a fan of Stacey Dash's looks. Yeah, I'm a fan. That's of, about it. I'm a fan. She's never a great actress or anything. No, 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 no. She's just you know a fan of Stacey Ass. That's all. Um, that's more accurate statement. Stacey Ass, very, very, you know. So, um, she had been, um. She had been support. I can't even. It's hard to put it into words. She had been a supporter of Trump and 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 a Republican. Being a Republican is not necessarily a problem, but what she was doing was 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 way over the line. In any case, she has seen the error of her ways, and I'd like to dedicate this um this segment to her. In fact, I came up with the segment years ago because of things that she and some other people were saying, you know, and and realizing. You know, being a part of the black community, at some point they're going to want to come back. And to um, Stacey Dash, I don't think we want you. If we don't want segregation, this shouldn't be a Black History Month. Really? When you hear about slavery for four hundred years, that sounds like a choice. You can't come back. You gotta get your ass about. Get out of here. You can't come back. Get going. You and Stacey Dash lost your black cloud. Have segregation or integration. Well, the memes have been mean and they made you frown. But it is what it is because you let us down. One day you'll discover. One day you'll discover. How much we really love you. How much we really love you. We tease you a lot. Now you gotta leave the spot and can't come back. Get out of here, man. Yes, this even has her name in the song. That's how strongly Stacey Ash has been in the news more recently trying to backpedal of things that she said. 
um, in a, a, a the Daily Mail interview. Let me get, get to the let me get to the quote. She said she's apologizing for her remarks, saying, "I've lived my life being angry, which is why I was on Fox News. I was the angry conservative black woman, and at that time in my life, it was who I was. I realized in 2016 that anger is unsustainable, and it will destroy you. I made lots of mistakes because of that anger." She went on to say. There are things that I'm sorry for, things that I did say that I should have not said them the way I said them. They were very arrogant and prideful and angry, and that's who Stacy was, but that's not who Stacy is now. Stacy's someone who has, she's referring to herself in third person, Stacy is someone who has compassion, empathy. God has forgiven me. How dare I not forgive someone else? I don't want to be judged. So how dare I judge anyone else? So if anyone has ever felt that way about me, like I've judged that I've apologized for, because that's not who I am. So that was the most narcissistic, passive aggressive way of saying, please forgive me. How dare you not forgive me? More like. Not even please. How dare you not? You you can't. You shouldn't judge me. You got to forgive me because I'm apologizing. That's not necessarily how it works. That's not how. And and yeah, sure we can we can accept your apology. I'm speaking on I'm speaking on behalf of the black community. We can accept your apology, but we ain't going to your movies. We ain't buying what you're selling. You you know change behavior is the best form of apology and you know i just don't see it she's been so arrogant and so nasty and just an airhead just kind of a you know my mom said it very very clay very pretty girl with nothing in her head like just <laughs> just nothing going on up there she just woo. would you accept to, her back into, would you accept her back into the the arms of the black community uh mike I'd accept her in my bed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look. Bring that ass over here. We can talk about it. That's (laughs) 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 We we can discuss it. Talk about it after breakfast, baby. Right, right. Um, So there was, I'm not going to say who this person was, but there was someone who I dated. And they would transgress often. And then they would just say, I'm sorry. (laughs) And the first few times I was like, okay. But then after a while I said, what are you sorry for? Mm. And they couldn't answer. So that said to me, you're not sorry. You just want to get past this space of discomfort. You want to get past this space of accountability for your behavior and your actions. That's what I read here. She, I would, I would say, come on back to the black community. We buying your movie tickets. If her apology had with it, this is why I believed the things that I believed. Mm-hmm. Fuck that anger shit. That's bullshit. But this is why I believe the things that I believed and the way, why I spoke up the way that I spoke up. Now, having met with these people, done counseling, read these books, looked at the track record of these senators and these people and looked at the results of this campaign and blah, blah, blah. I see that I was wrong Mm. in my thought process. 
And that thought process drove my, my bad behavior. For that, I am truly sorry. Hard stop, no excuse. Then I would say, coming back. But this to me is just, I just want to get to the other end of black people not liking me. Right. I want to get to the other side of that. Yeah. My team lost. I, you know what? I would, I would accept if she would be honest and go, if, she, if, if she were honest about it and go, listen, guys, I don't believe none of the shit I was spewing. I don't believe none of it. I was out here trying to get a bag and I got a bag. I just forgive me. I just needed to take, I, I had to do for me. I'm sorry that I felt I sold y'all out, but really I'm with y'all. I don't believe none of the shit I said. I know Trump ain't president no more. I know Q don't exist. I know all those different things. I, I don't really believe uh, what, what all the nonsense, bunch of shit that she said was just, oh. yeah. And, and then, you know, then it'll be like, oh, okay, well, I get it. Come on back, kind of. So, like it's either complete remorse or complete honesty. Yeah. Either way, both of them are um, humbling and, and, and showing a level of vulnerability that that puts you in a place for people to accept what's coming from you. All of this tap dancing, jiggering around and, hey, whoa, I'm not feeling that. Like, I mean, there was, there is one, and I, you know, there is one other option. There's one final option, one final, final option that um, that I, I I think um, it's going to make me sound very sexist for this, so stand by. But if she just showed that ass to everybody, like, hey, listen, sorry, take a glance. Whoa, come on back, Slazy. In the meantime, nah, bitch, you ain't welcome. Well, we teased you a lot. Now you got to leave the spot and can't come back. Oh, I'm sorry, I heard can't it. Can't come back, can't come back, can't come back. Can't come back, can't come back, can't come back. Get out of here, man. Um, you know she's already done that, right? Hmm. She posed for Playboy several years ago. Yeah, but that was different. It was stained by Trump. She had a better body. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. All right, forget what I said. Just Google it. Yeah. Just Google you know what? for yourself. It's all over the interwebs. Okay. Um, if, um, my, if my wife is listening right now, um, <clears throat> for research, st- strictly for research, I will Google Stacy <laughs> Playboy. <laughs> this is for research, honey. This is the, the, the images. And whoa now. Whoa now. <laughs> so obviously ladies and gentlemen i will not be showing these pictures on the screen <laughs> no. nor will i be linking to it in the description box below yeah do, do your own do your homework own, yeah do your own goddamn <laughs> she ain't never been wow whoa yeah oh, wow okay you know what i take that back she wasn't bashful, she wasn't bashful. no not at all how long ago was this? How did I miss this? She it got... was early 2000s, I think. <laughs> there's a lot of the them. I, mid- I thought there would just be like one picture. There's a there's a, a book. <laughs> yeah. 
which honestly, and God, this is going to make me sound horrible, which is why I really couldn't take her seriously as a, a political analyst. I'm like, you're an actress and a nude model. Yeah, what, what is what is your background and pedigree on politics that we should listen to your opinion? Yeah. On on further on further in, in inspection and research. Um, yeah, Stace, you can hang around us a little bit. Just you know, you ain't really back though. You ain't all the way. You ain't back back. Like you can hang around a little bit. You can you know just just be over. Just stay over there. Just stay right there. Just you know, if we need you, we'll let you know. When we need you. If we need you, then we're gonna need you know let you know what you need to do, and then you gotta show up. Is you have a conditional pass? <laughs> you have a conditional black pass. <laughs> uh the uh, the the judge in involved in in Dr. Dre's divorce. We need to play the "You Can't Come Back" for for that. <laughs> the judge told her, "You can't come back." Well, we teach you a lot. Now you gotta leave the spot and can't come back. Oh, I'm sorry, I heard it. Can't come back. 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 Get out of here, man. That's for Nicole. So, <laughs> yes, Nicole from the judge. So one Miss Nicole Young. Uh, tried to file a restraining order against Dre mm-hmm. because he called her a greedy bitch in the song he recently released. Hang on. Uh, another, this is, you know, I don't know what episode number we're up to here, but um, in the ever long, the ongoing saga of the young and the loveless. Yeah. Exactly. And ain't no love. Right? So um, she went to the judge and she says, uh, quote, he has upped the ante and is now outright threatening me to keep my mouth shut or else. Mm. She got all of that from him, her, him calling her a greedy bitch in the song. <laughs> and uh, he called her a bitch and a perjurer. And a perjurer. Right. He, it's, that's law terms. Now, Not the right? bitch part, but uh, right. yeah. <laughs> Dre's response was, man, I ain't talked to Nicole since we filed for divorce, except for that one time she came to the hospital when I had the aneurysm. Mm. I ain't thinking about her. Yeah. But she's trying to get a restraining order. The judge was like, nah, nah miss, get out of here. Yeah, he's, 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 he's throwing a bunch of stuff out from her. Like, you know, a lot of things that she's been requesting or whatever in, in court. Well, he's kind of... Uh, yeah. It shut was, it down. A few it was times. the restraining order. It was trying to get the trial sped up, mm-hmm. and um, trying to combine the divorce and a civil suit or something together in one case. Uh, was that it? The judge previously denied her emergency request to advance her hearing on spousal support, consolidate her civil case with her divorce, uh, oh, and to seal portions of the divorce file and obtain an advance for her attorney's fees. Right. So everything she was trying it was like, like nope, nah, no, nope, can't do that. Nope, no cause. Nope, sorry, nope. She <laughs> needs to settle. She just needs to settle at this point. She is racking up a huge bill. Is Dre, that if Dre's lawyer, he's paying a smart. We'll say he's paying. For yeah, it. but if well, he's paying for it, but he can. I think what he can do on the back end and, and lawyers, please correct me or jump in family law people. Let's say that the, um, 
the the settlement or what he has to pay is twenty million. Mm. He should be able to go and say, "Well, I've already spent four million on attorney's fees, so deduct that from the twenty. Right. Right. So right. I I don't know. I if if it were me, I would ask for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would get it, but I would ask for it because she's just running the tab up. Yeah. She's just running the tab up. Yeah, yeah. Take your thirty mil, yeah, yeah. baby. You don't just. You still will live a wonderful life, right? Like, I, if if she, I'm sure if she came up and said, "Look, just write me a check for thirty, thirty-five million, and I'll go away." He would write that check, and here you go. There's something else she going on. Have. Something. There's something else going on there. Like she's, she's not angry. very angry about a, a bunch. Perhaps he was. He was. He um. He was. Uh. Uh. uh, uh, uh he he. Found cheating. He had some side chicks that you know, um, that she didn't she ag- that. that she didn't agree to. You know, <laughs> I think he's always had some allegedly, um, but whatever the case is, she's you know she seems scorched earth right now. Like it's something else going on. And he's hey, I, I think I saw a statement, something something along the line from him. Like like I didn't, I guess I didn't really know her. I didn't know who she you know who she really was because this is all new well, I mean, to me. It's an old saying. Mary isn't who you divorced. Yeah, and, and I, I listen. Go back and watch Straight Outta Compton. It's it's crazy, but in the movie they put it in the movie. Jer- Jerry Heller, the character who that you know the 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 actor that portrayed was wasn't he Paul um, Giamatti? Giamatti. His his character said something about. Dre's wife along the along those lines that she was manipulating or something you know that was his experience or what you know what he believed her to be that's in the movie that they wrote that's the script that they wrote yeah <laughs> yeah that's why I'm like when seeing all this happen is like whoa was that a was that a premonition was that what are you foretelling you know Yo, that's crazy. It's unfortunate, but the love, uh, the the young and the loveless. See what happens next episode. Oh, look, at the rate that this is going, it'll be over in twenty thirty five. Yeah, man. She, They'll finally divorce. Um, I, I'll touch. I, I I don't really care a whole lot. But it's been all over the news, and you know, I guess we have ten minutes to spend on it. <laughs> but the royal family, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, that uh, that interview that uh, uh, surprised so many that oh my god, you mean to tell me that the the the, the royal family is racist? No shit. You're surprised at that? You're surprised. Okay, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you didn't notice that they never took pictures with black folks before. There certainly wasn't no black folks in their family. Yeah, there's there's something to it, and you know, even in the in the, in the interview when uh, again, I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on this because I really don't. It just bugs me that people are like, oh my, I can't believe. Yeah, I, it is what it is. She knew what it was before. She, she knew what it was. Harry even said, like, you know, the family accepted her a lot more than he even expected. What does that even mean? 
that means that the queen and that chick from Georgetown, the professor, uh, were all hanging out at Candace Owens' house with mm. Stacey Dash serving meals. And, <laughs> and it was just some straight racist shit going on. Right. Um, look, I, I'm, I'm with you on it. I don't really care that much. Um, the, the Oprah surprise face, you know, racist. She's good. Was, was annoying. Um, no, she, I I think, no, I surprised to say, um, you know, somebody was concerned at how dark the baby's going to be and her being, her face being surprised at that was like, I guess. Why? Somebody said that. (laughs) They had the gall to say that. They go. Okay. So you, you're talking about a monarchy, Mm -hmm. right? So one of the, one of the, one of the favorite things for people to say at the conclusion of the um, Black Panther movie, when it was still in very much in popular culture, was to call people colonizers. Right. Where you think that came from? Exactly. Call, now, let's be clear. Called white people colonizers. Fair enough. Where do people think that came from? They are colonizers. It's what they do. They... It, it, Historically, there was um, not a lot of love and tolerance for other people and their cultures. We'll put it that way. Right. right? So now you find yourself in 2021 and you're shocked and surprised that they might be racist, that they might have said some racist shit, that they might have been concerned about the color of the baby because they never had no black people in their family ever. And now here you go bringing the black girl in here. Y'all having this little black baby. You you surprised did they have something to say? Look, I, the, the biggest shock about all of that to me is what's her name? M- Megan. Yeah. Markle. M- make the biggest surprising thing about all of that to me was that she felt so empowered and privileged that she could go into that family with her black ass and make them not racist. Right. Honey, you knew what you were signing up for. Yeah. You knew what you were signing up for. That's about as white as you can get the royal family. Right? Like <laughs> I mean, every last you look one up of white them. Area, and it's like <laughs> Right. <laughs> she wanted this fairy tale, you know, I guess maybe she believed that she would have this fairy. Married a prince and lived happily ever after. No, when the book closed, what happens after the story is is the king. Now, he's not even a king. Was what is Harry's father a prince as well? Yeah, I think so. His father um, goes. All look, right, I, what are we gonna do with this darky? You and them porch monkey, porch monkey babies. You got, or, or you know, but yeah, you can't come around here. He's not gonna and, be a prince. Yeah, take your porch monkey baby out look, here too. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead with that. <laughs> I, I think it is a. You want to have a colored concubine by all means, but her pickaninny ain't gonna come around here. Not gonna bring no pickaninnies around here. To, I'm gonna have to beep out all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Because YouTube is not going to stand for that. 
You want to have a baby looking like Flavor Flav? That's on you, but he ain't coming around here. YouTube has no problem with Flavor Flav. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Flavor Flav looks like what the other word I said. All love. I'm just trying to make a point here. Um, <laughs> I, look, I think it's, it's a, we are seeing the um, symptoms of a larger problem. Uh, and that's we, we exist in a space now where people truly believe they can have it all the way that they want. And life really is all good. It is not. Did you marry a prince? Yes. Do you get to live happily ever after? Sure you do. Do you get to be accepted by people that don't want to accept you? Nope. Nah. They have a right to not want to accept you. They have that right. Yeah. Why are you mad? You got your husband. You got your baby. You got your career. You got your life. Why are you trying to force yourself on them people? Right. They don't want you. Why you want to be somewhere you ain't wanted? Give them the finger. Keep it pushing. Yeah. And you don't get it all, people. You don't. Everything. There is a. Um, for everything that's created, there's an opposite thing, right? So for every every positive movement, movement there's a negative movement that it develops. For everything that you acquire, there is time and energy that goes into maintaining that thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So nothing is all good. Nothing ever. <laughs> so when you get it, be happy you got it. But just know it's a cost mm-hmm. to getting it, to having it, to maintaining it, to 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 gain something. You got to give up something else. One of my favorite um, animes, Full Metal Alchemist, is one of the things that they say in there. Um, I, I'll, I, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's to gain something. You have to give up something of equal or greater value. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of paradox. But it's true. It's true. So God bless you, sweetie. I hope your marriage works out. Raise your kid. Don't spend your time and your energy on people who who don't give a fuck about you and and move on, man. Yeah. I think she we can safely say she got her nigga wake up call. Big time. <laughs> Big time. I think we hit a record of saying nigga <laughs> in one episode. <laughs> Usually we average two or three. Two or three. I, I think, think we about, about, about 15. 50, we went 15 or 50. Which is it? 50. 50. All right. Uh, um, well, I, 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 as I quote, <laughs> um, oh, God. The great Negrologist. Um, oh shit! What my, my name? My 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 um. Uh, that Richard Pryor's writer, best friend. Um, Paul Mooney. To quote to quote the great Paul Mooney, I say nigga fifteen times in the morning. It keeps my teeth white. <laughs> that sounds like some shit he would say. <laughs> Yeah, keeps my teeth white. Damn. <laughs> anyway, um, what do y'all think about it? Like to hear your comments and uh, see your comments in the in the comment section, um, or hit us up on all socials as at Unpoppin Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. 
Um, one of these days we'll do a TikTok. I don't know when. I can't do that stupid woe dance. I, I can't do it. I tried. I don't think I could do it. Maybe anyway. we'll get on um, um, uh, Triller. Triller. We'll talk about the Triller story in the after show. Yeah, yeah. Big shot. Yeah. That's a big, big for hip hop and big for business. That's how you do it. Talk about it in the after show. Yes, sir. Appreciate your watching. Appreciate you listening. If you're listening and you want to see the after show, that's only on video. So you have to go on over to our YouTube page or on our, our website at unpoppinshow.com and check out the after show. Um, if you haven't subscribed already, please, what are you waiting for? Do so. Um, we're giving away some money um, when we get to 100. And that's really close. Um, by the time you hear this, yes. we, by the time you hear this or see this, we may have actually crossed it. Um, and we're grabbing somebody random out the comment section. And we'll, and, and we'll cash app you or, or send you a check if you want it. I don't know how that works. But do people even take checks anymore? <laughs> like this, the, I, the checks is 2008. <laughs> right. Money order? I don't know. Some sort of some sort of kite. We're gonna send you know a kite with a hundred dollars on it um, to a a a, a, a random subscriber. You got to be subscribed and comment on our video. So do that, and uh, we're gonna you know hit you up with that uh, with that buck. That's great gas money. That might be lunch for two days. Um, that might be that might help you make it rain for half a day in the strip club. Whatever you want to use it for, you know what I'm saying. So it's it's at your disposal. Again, we thank you for listening. We thank you for watching. And uh, stick around for the after show. Till next time. Peace. Peace.